what do you do when you're expecting a tax refund, but instead you get a notice letter saying they're keeping it for a debt that your spouse owes? Or maybe you've received a notice of tax liability due to improper credits or deductions that were claimed on the return that you had little to no knowledge of. Are you an injured spouse or an innocent spouse? Welcome everyone, it's tax season and I'm bringing you nothing but the tea in taxes. I'm your host Giovanni Pryor, tax enrolled agent, and this is Life in the Tax Lane. On this show we talk about everything trending in today's news from stimulus payments to sales tax. And today we're going to talk about marital problems as it relates to tax matters, that is. This ain't divorce court with Judge Maybelline. However, if you're having tax issues related to a married filing joint return, there may be options for taxpayer relief. Now, little can be more disheartening than anticipating what you're going to do with your tax refund only to receive a notice from the IRS that you won't be receiving it. The phrase injured spouse, it really has nothing to do with being physically hurt. Injured spouse relief also isn't the same as innocent spouse relief, although both do relate to jointly filed married tax returns. You are actually an injured spouse if someone takes money that's rightfully yours. And you're an innocent spouse when your spouse commits some wrongdoing on a jointly filed tax return that you had no knowledge of what was going on. Now, this is vital to understand, right? Because certain creditors can legally intercept federal tax refunds. But the IRS does provide a way for you to get your share of this money back if it happened because you filed a joint married return with your spouse and the debt in question isn't yours. So there's a list of specific debts that can grab a federal tax refund right from underneath you. Um, these things are like um, child support that, you know, uh, it, it, it hasn't been paid in some time or uh, past due alimony payments. If they owe a federal or state tax, or even if they have a federal non-tax debt like student loans, or maybe they owe unemployment, the Department of the Treasury is authorized to take a taxpayer's refund and apply it toward that past due debt. And it sucks. I see it all of the time, guys. But by filing a specific form, the injured spouse can request that the Internal Revenue Service release their share of a joint tax refund. And the injured spouse is the one that is negatively impacted because they don't owe the debt. Now, when a married filing joint return is filed, both spouses are jointly responsible for this tax obligation. So an injured spouse 
should file an 8379 when they become aware that all or a part of a share of a refund is or is going to be offset because they, their spouse, they have a legally enforceable past due obligation. And you can file this form 8379 when you become aware that the refund is going to be offset. You can file it with an amended joint tax return or it can be filed afterwards by itself. But it's important to understand that an injured spouse form, it, it's only filed on an amended return if the spouse is amending an original return to claim a joint refund. So if the spouse filed married filing separate, they can amend the return to married filing joint. But you cannot amend a return that was filed married filing separate, I mean married filing joint to married filing separate if you've already made the married filing joint election for the tax year. So I just want to reiterate, the average creditor can't just seize your tax refund, but government agencies, they can. And those common debts are federally backed student loans, delinquent alimony or child support obligations, um, federal and state income tax due on separately filed returns from previous years or even from returns filed before the marriage or if they owe unemployment compensation debt to a specific state, right? An injured spouse form, you'll have to file this form for each year that the taxpayer wants their portion of the refund uh, that was offset refunded back to them. So if a couple files their return, knowing there's a chance the refund is going to be seized, the injured spouse can file this form with the joint tax return or they can choose to just file separately. But a lot of times when you file separately, you lose out on, um, you know, valuable filing status deductions and maybe some other credits and so it's not always beneficial to file separately. But once you have submitted the form 8379, first the IRS is going to review it to determine whether you're eligible for the injured spouse relief. And if you are, well, how much? And this isn't quick, so don't look for instant gratification in this department. It takes the IRS about 14 weeks to process an injured spouse form if you file it paper. But it could take about 11 weeks if you file it electronically. And this injured spouse relief, it's reserved for taxpayers who have lost some or all of their tax refund because their spouse had a solely owed debt. And it only addresses refunds. It's not going to relieve you from liability for paying a tax debt that's due on your jointly filed return. So you wanna make sure that when you are filing this form 8379 that you are attaching your 1099 forms and your W-2s and um, your spouses, right? It's not necessary for your spouse to sign the form 8379, but you will have to include their social security number. And you can file uh, a separate 8379 for every year the debt in question, because if it's a large debt, 
and you see that this may happen several years down the line, you want to prepare for that, right? And have an 8379 form filed with each year so that you get what's rightfully your portion. And you're going to write injured spouse, the words injured spouse at the top of your tax return in the left corner of the first page. And you have up to three years, guys, to um, get back your money with this 8379 after the original joint tax return was due. And you want to send it to the address where you know you submitted your tax return if you mail the paper copy. And you'll receive a refund equal to the portion of the taxes that you personally paid in on this tax return. And if your request is approved, you know, they'll send you um, your portion of the refund directly to you. But I do want to point out that um, if you live in a community property state, um, you'll receive 50% of the refund regardless of the existing debt. And there's some other rules that apply. So if you live in a state like Arizona or California or Louisiana or Nevada and you're listening in, definitely check with uh, you know community state property laws to see how that affects the state as well, right? But this is probably a great time to mention that you know at Syndicate Tax, we offer clients free tax consultations. We do thorough interviews with each taxpayer so that we can help you take advantage of different provisions and different exceptions that could apply to you. And we offer four ways for you guys to file your taxes at your convenience. So there is no reason not to give us a call today, 502-220-4868. It's tax time, and there are a lot of tax changes this year. If you didn't get your stimulus checks, or if you didn't get the full amount, file with Syndicate Tax, and we'll get you paid. Did you claim unemployment in 2020? Even if you didn't withhold taxes, you could still qualify for an IRS refund check. Don't miss out on these opportunities to get more money back. Syndicate Tax Professionals know all the new rules to get you the biggest refund possible. We can file your taxes in person or virtually using our secure mobile app. Just snap a picture of your W-2 and other tax forms and we can complete your return. To find out how, just give us a call at 502-220-4868. We have three offices in Louisville ready to take care of you. Call us now at 502-220-4868. You know, many married taxpayers, they choose to file a joint tax return because of the benefits this filing status allows them, right? When you file jointly, both taxpayers are, are jointly and severally, severally <laughs> liable for the tax that um, is due, and that includes interest or penalties that may arise from this joint return, even if later the couple divorces. And I want you to understand joint and several liability. It means that each taxpayer is legally responsible for the entire tax liability. So both spouses on a married filing jointly return are going to be held responsible 
for all of the tax that's due, even if one spouse earned all of the income or one spouse claimed improper deductions or credits. This is going to be true even if a divorce decree says that the former spouse is going to be responsible for any amounts due on a previously filed joint tax return. So this is where I want to tell you guys a story. While my mom and dad were married, my grandfather passed away. And so my dad inherited a sizable trust fund, right? Well, he, at the time, didn't understand that the taxes on those trust fund distributions weren't automatically deducted. Um, it's, it's like self-employment. You're responsible for the tax due when no tax is withheld, usually by making estimated tax payments. And it doesn't take long for the IRS to get wind of your financial windfall. They see you're getting money. And just like your landlord, here they are with their hand out. But because, you know, they want their piece of the cake too. So after a couple of years, they presented my dad with this huge tax bill. It was enough to pay my salary for a year at that time. And so my dad immediately gets on a payment arrangement agreement to pay it off. Now, a few more years later, my mom and dad, they get a divorce. And in the divorce settlement, my altruistic dad took on all of the debt from the marriage because he had majority of the income. And that included credit card debts, uh, unpaid bills, and even the taxes. And my mom, she felt that she was in the clear to start over fresh, right? But the IRS didn't care one whit <laughs> about my father's altruistic tendencies. Every tax return my mother was to file that produces a federal tax refund would be offset to pay the back taxes owed for the years they were married and filed a married filing jointly return. So she even had him... <laughs> write it out that he was responsible and had it notarized. But that wasn't flying with Uncle Sam. You see, when you file a joint return, you are responsible for the tax that's due for any year you file together until that tax is paid in full. And they can and will take refunds from either spouse until the tax liability plus interest is paid off. So my mother made a difficult choice to wait until the tax matters were resolved before she would even file her taxes. And this created a habitual non-filer situation as well as missed opportunities of other future benefits of filing returns. Things like unforeseeable stimulus payments, right? And I don't want this to happen to other tax payers. I want you guys to know that in some cases, a spouse can get relief from being jointly and severally liable, right? The innocent spouse allocation is a second tax relief option for married taxpayers. It, it allows a spouse to seek relief from penalties that may have resulted in an underpayment of tax by a spouse. This rule, it was created partly because, you know, spouses don't always tell their partners the entire truth when it comes to their financial situation. And because of that, there are three types of relief 
from the joint and several liability of a jointly filed tax return. And so innocent spouse relief will provide you relief from additional tax that you owe if your spouse or former spouse failed to report some sort of income or they reported the income improperly or they claimed improper credits or deductions, right? And then there is separation of liability relief. And it provides for the separate allocation of additional tax owed between you and your former spouse or your current spouse that you're legally separated from or not living with when an item wasn't reported properly on the return. And you're then responsible for the amount of tax allocated to you. Refunds aren't available under separation of liability relief. And then the third type is the equitable relief. This kicks in when you don't qualify for innocent spouse relief or the separation of liability relief. Um, you could qualify for equitable relief if the amount of tax reported is correct on your joint return, but the tax wasn't paid with the tax return when you filed. So you're, you're going to have to request innocent spouse relief or separation of liability relief no later than two years after the date that the IRS attempts to get this tax money from you, right? For equitable relief, you must request relief during the period of time that the IRS has allowed to collect from you. And technically, they have 10 years to collect a tax from you, but there are certain situations that may change that 10-year statute of limitation. And if you're looking for a refund of the tax that you paid, you have to request that within the statutory period for seeking a refund. And that's usually three years from the date that you filed your tax returns or two years from the payment of the tax, whichever one comes later. And, and guys, you got to meet three conditions to qualify for innocent spouse relief. So listen up. If you filed a joint return and it had an understatement of tax that was completely your spouse's fault um, due to an er erroneous item, right? Which is something like um, your spouse omitted income from the tax return or your spouse claimed a deduction or a credit or um, misreported a property basis, right? On the tax return. And you established that at the time you signed the joint return, you didn't know and you had no reason to know that there was this understatement of tax and taking into account all the facts and circumstances, it would be unfair to hold you liable for the understatement of tax. But sometimes you don't qualify for the innocent spouse relief. So maybe you would like to try separation of liability relief. Now to qualify for this, again, you, you have to file a joint return and you have to meet one of these requirements when at the time that you request this release. You have to be divorced or legally separated from the spouse with whom you filed with or be widowed or you haven't been a member of the same household as your spouse who you filed with during 12 months of a period after the date you requested this relief. Or you must 
not have had actual knowledge of the item that gave rise to this error when you signed your joint return. And unless you can like show that you signed the return under duress, there are specific situations where people are in an abusive relationship and if they don't do what they are told, they could face you know, untold consequences behind closed doors. And so there are provisions in the Internal Revenue Code just for this kind of thing. And I think that everyone should be aware. It's tax time, and there are a lot of tax changes this year. If you didn't get your stimulus checks, or if you didn't get the full amount, file with Syndicate Tax and we'll get you paid. Did you claim unemployment in 2020? Even if you didn't withhold taxes, you could still qualify for an IRS refund check. Don't miss out on these opportunities to get more money back. Syndicate tax professionals know all the new rules to get you the biggest refund possible. We can file your taxes in person or virtually using our secure mobile app. Just snap a picture of your W-2 and other tax forms and we can complete your return. To find out how, just give us a call at 502-220-4868. We have three offices in Louisville ready to take care of you. Call us now at 502-220-4868. But um, if you don't qualify for innocent spouse relief or the separation of liability relief, you may still qualify for equitable relief. All you have to do is establish that under all of the facts and circumstances, it would be unfair to hold you liable for this addition of tax. But you have to meet other requirements. The IRS, they will take into account abuse and financial control by the non-requesting spouse when they're determining whether equitable relief is an option for you. Um, they will uh, offset your income tax refund against an amount you owed on a joint return for another year and then inform you about the right to file form 8857 to see if you you know can get some relief um, the filing of this claim by the IRS in a court proceeding in which you were a party or the filing of a claim in a proceeding that involves your property. This includes the filing of a proof of claim in a bankruptcy proceeding as well. Equitable relief can be requested for the filing of a suit by the United States against you to collect the joint liability. Like situations where you can't request um, this relief, right? Um, is if in a final decision the court considered whether to grant you relief and they decided not to or if in a final decision the court didn't consider whether to grant you relief from the joint liability but you meaningfully participated in the proceeding and you could have asked for that relief and you didn't um, if you entered into an offer in compromise with the IRS for the debt that you owe you, you, you can't ask for, you know, um, innocent spouse relief. And if you entered into a closing agreement with the IRS that disposed of this liability 
um, that you want to seek relief for, there's no reason to seek relief, right? But I, I want to point out that by law, the IRS, they have to contact the spouse or former spouse, and there are no exceptions to this rule because together you owe this debt and you're trying to get relief of this debt and basically put it on the spouse, right? So they have to contact the spouse and inform them um, and allow them to participate in the process. So if you um, are in a domestic situation uh, to protect your privacy, the IRS, they won't disclose your personal information like your current name or address or phone number or information about your job or how much you're making or your assets. Um, but any other information that you provide that the IRS uses to make a determination can be disclosed to your spouse. So if you have concerns about that privacy, you should redact or black out personal information when you are submitting forms for innocent spouse relief if this situation applies to you, right? But um, the IRS, they, they will consider all the facts and circumstances of a case in order to determine whether it is unfair to hold a taxpayer responsible for the understated tax due. Um, even if the item is of community income, right? Like whether you receive a benefit either directly or indirectly from this omitted item of community income, whether your spouse deserted you, whether you and your spouse have been divorced or separated, but they also take into other, they take other factors into account. Like if you actually knew of this item of income, if a reasonable person in a similar circumstance would have known of this item of income or if you were aware of the source of the income or the income producing activity but you were unaware of actually how much or you know not sure of all of the ins and outs not knowing specific amounts is not a basis for relief reason to know is a factor the IRS will consider and they do also look at things like your educational background and business experience. And like, I, I just wanna kinda bring in to everyone listening right now, if you're in need of tax resolution, Syndicate Tax is here to help. If you have non-filed tax returns, if you have collection notices piling up, if you're under audit and you need representation, we offer a free 30-minute consultation with an enrolled agent on staff. And we can make a plan to help end your IRS worries for good. Just give us a call today at 502-220-4868. So I want to give you guys some great key takeaways. If your spouse filed a joint tax return and a refund is applied to that spouse's past due debt, you as the injured spouse can file form 8379 and get your portion of the refund back. If you fall into a category of innocent spousal relief, there are three different types that you could take advantage of depending on your circumstances, right? So I know I threw a lot of good information out there for you guys to digest. And if you missed a few notes, 
definitely go back and listen to the replay. But this is going to be it for our show today, folks. As always, if you're in need of a tax professional, if you want more information about something that I've talked about on air, be sure to follow me on social media. Check out our company website at www.syndicatetax.net. You can view our services. We offer four ways to file, and we have three locations in Louisville. But if you need immediate assistance, give me a call today, 502-220-4868, or email me directly at jill at syndicatetax.net. Thanks for listening, guys, and until next time.